Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in with us today at, on the Movie Games Roundtable. Hope you've all had a great day so far. I'm Nayan and I'll be your host for today's show. And I'm joined here by my fellow Movie Games members, James and Kyan. Lads, how are you doing? Doing good, man. I'm doing good. End um, of a work week, so <laughs> happy. Excited for the weekend. Here yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm going well. That's good, that's good. Anyway, here on the Movie Games Roundtable, we're, uh, we're a little bit more laid back as we banter about anything pop culture, play a few games, and for you poor souls out there, we occasionally go off on tangents. Today, we're going to play a game. I have zero idea on how successful this is going to be, but uh, we're just going to go with the flow here. Basically, this game is called Did Rotten Tomatoes Get It Right? I'll pretty much be saying a range of movies to these lads here. And I'll be telling them the Rotten Tomatoes score and if it's fresh or rotten. And they basically just have to tell me their thoughts on it and if it deserves that rating. So, let's get into it. First one up is Man of Steel. It is rotten with 56%. Justified or a bit too harsh? Hmm. I agree with that score. You agree? Um, the fact that, uh, you know, rotten movies are... You know, stuff that's over 50%. So the majority of critics like the movie. Yeah. And that's a fair score. But I, I've always thought it's weird how rotten movies are 60 and below or, and then fresh to 60 and above. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's right, but it should be fresh in its own sense, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think the average rating itself is over 6. So Over 60? Uh, no, it's over 6 out of oh, 10. Oh, 6. Yeah, rating, which would yeah. be over the 60%. So... I think that one's right. It has a lot of flaws, noticeable ones, but yeah. there's a lot of good that comes to that movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's the one that started all in a sense for Zack Snyder, you know, Pretty the, much, yeah. the, the one that sort of, I mean, you know, you could say the Watchmen, but in a sense it was Man of Steel because that's really what, you know, got people into the Snyder verse. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um, I don't know, you know, when I watched that movie, I was sorely disappointed by it because I was very excited about it mm. because i really enjoyed watchmen um mm. and you know unlike a lot of people who had seen snyder i mean a lot of people had seen snyder stuff you know they had seen 300 they'd probably seen sucker punch mm. um but they usually hadn't seen watchmen or really kind of cared too much about it most people either forgot it it was a love-hate sort of thing yeah um but i personally really loved it because i love the visual style in it Mm. um so when man of steel was announced i was really excited um but you know i watched uh i watched man of steel and was really let down by it Mm. so in that sense i feel like from a personal level i feel it deserves to be rotten but not Mm. not like super rotten so not harshly not rotten. harshly yeah. rotten yeah like it, it's clearly like it has that visual distinct style yeah. and there's some good in it but i i'm on i'm on the same line as you james maybe mm. just a little bit below where i'm like you know what maybe like 58 yeah. percent. you know like yeah. just just below yeah yeah just below. that's fair what about you see i think it should be fresh well if we're going by your logic of the 50 percent, then yeah it's fresh but i think oh. it should be fresh Definitely low 60s for me. Mm. I mean, those first two mm. acts was pretty great, and really it lost its way in that third act with the over-the-exaggerate, you know, fight between Zod and Superman and the destruction, which is where the main criticisms comes from. I've never understood well. that criticism. I always thought it was a stupid criticism, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's Superman, and <laughs> his powers, obviously, it's going to... 
Yeah. That's what would happen in real life. So. And he's like discovering his powers as well. Yeah. 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 No, that's actually yeah. a good good point you make, James. I mean, I, I think it's a silly criticism as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just taking a a end of world not end of world but a very like catastrophic element of the film mm. like you see in many hollywood films and and then saying pointing at it and going oh this is ridiculous why would this happen and it's like mm. well you know as you say it's superman and he's fighting another superman in a sense yeah so you know yeah. that scale and damage makes sense but the, you know i think the biggest problem with man of steel was never that aspect it was the character stuff like with the I think for me, the most jarring in cinema was like watching the chemistry between him and Amy Adams or the lack uh, thereof oh, and them yeah. just like kissing at the end. And my jaw dropped. I was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like that was, there, there was supposed to be, there's supposed to be chemistry there. And that's, mm. that's like the main like girl for Superman as well. Yeah. yeah. It just comes off pretty bland. It does. Yeah. Right. Next film is a Marvel one this time. We have Thor Dark World, fresh at 66%. Kyan? Um, I think it deserves to be rotten. I think the Thor The Dark World isn't as bad as I remember it being. I rewatched it and I was like, okay, there are some scenes in there that are like fine. And like mm. a little, like, you know, they produce a decent amount of emotion for what everyone would expect what people would think Thor the Dark World doesn't have. Mm. You know, like, every, when people talk about, talk about Thor the Dark World, they're like, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. It's like, you watch, you're like, this is fine. Mm. It's it's fine. It's completely mediocre. Mm. Um, but, you know, in time, I'm starting to feel that way about several Marvel films. There is some in there that I'm just sort of like, to me, this is, like, not entertaining at all. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it deserves rotten um i don't think it deserves the fresh score that it has yeah um and i actually think that there are i actually think i might like eternals more than all <laughs> the dark world mm. and that's a rotten movie yeah it it's a very rotten movie yeah 47 percent. yeah wait so yeah 66 percent 66 percent is thor i mean it should be rotten absolutely <laughs> yeah. it should be rotten, it should be rotten. Like, yeah it, it's the yeah. worst thing that marvel's ever done uh yeah. or the mcu sorry um it's it is as bad as people say that's that's my opinion there um i think i last watched it with you actually mm -hmm. I, I think we were reviewing all the mcu movies and it's just, it, it's worse than i remember it's it's a struggle to get through it's you know loki fake dying again it's, <laughs> all that kind of stuff it just and the the villain yeah, uh, i don't even know who he is but i know he was not memorable at all and it's just i think it's the worst villain in you know mcu history as well mm, yeah. from one division hayward hayward huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah right, he, he might be worse he competes for that for sure yeah um but you know based on my memory i haven't seen it in a few years now uh, yeah it, they got it wrong i think at that time you know it might have been you know uh an acceptable comic book movie mm -hmm. yeah but you know since that genre or that sort of those kind of movies have really you know, elevated and yeah. gone up in frequency and done new things. I think it was fine for back then. But you look at it now, it's just like, oof, no. <laughs> yeah. I agree with all you guys. I definitely think it should be rotten. I mean, we said it before, Eternals was 47%. And that's not as bad as what critics are saying about that film. Uh, mm. Thor Dark World definitely should be below that 47 mark, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it probably is the worst MCU film, mm. but... 
I don't know. Like it's because the, the thing about the MCU is like, like even at their worst, they're like, ex, they're ex, you, you'll sit down and you'll bear with it. You know, you'll you'll be like, I can sit here and I can watch the movie. That's um, not. That's actually. I think there's like maybe one to three MCU stuff where I can't. You can't just, watch it. And and Thor is one of those where it's just like, if you know, if I'm having a you know moving out with a friend and they pick Thor Dark World, I'm gonna be like, oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to, you know, prepare mentally to go through it again. And what, Iron Man 3 is the other one? Or Iron oh, Man 2? I, li- I like Iron Man 3. I think Iron Man yeah. 3 is one of my one, which mm. I, like, I can watch it, but it's a tough watch. Mm. Oh, yeah. And what about, what are the other ones for you? Oh, I can't, I can't recall the top of my head. Um, I don't like Black Widow, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, the continuity aspect of it. Um, Captain America, first one. I don't like that one either mm. that much, mm. but that's it's not an inherently bad film. That one, it's just yeah. it's not for me in that yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, I don't like this type kind of, of paced weirdly, films. Yeah. yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I, I can't remember on top of my head, but you know, Thor: The Dark World's part of the little group of MCU movies where I don't want to really endure it again. <laughs> Fair enough. So well. yes, Thor: The Dark World should be rotten, guys. <laughs> Next one, we're going to a galaxy far, far away to Star Wars. And the particular Star Wars one is Attack of the Clones. It is fresh, believe it or not, at 60, <laughs> 65%. 65% for oh. Attack of the Clones. Justified or should it be higher? Should it be lower? It should be lower. It shouldn't even have a score because no one should see it. <laughs> and therefore, no one should review it. Um, no, but in all seriousness, no, this movie's a... It's an under 20% kind of movie for me. Definitely. It is truly horrid. And I have some personal bias in that. Um, I, I, I know I dislike it way more than other people, but it's just, it is the most boring. It, it, it's so incredibly boring. I'm just trying to remember everything about it now. Half the stuff doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel like Star Wars-y. The, the dialogue is weird. There's some weird Anakin and Padme scenes oh, that's yeah. now become a meme. The sand. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. The visuals are terrible, even for that time period. Like, oh, I just, I, I, I can't justify it in any period of time where those visuals are acceptable. Like, 4, 5, and 6 have better visuals in that movie. It's just, that's, yeah, that's an under 20% <laughs> kind of movie. I don't know how this ever got fresh. Yeah, you know, I'm in the same place as you right now. I, I can't remember a goddamn thing about it. Like I'm like <laughs> sitting here and I'm like, okay, what happens in that movie? And I'm like, Yoda flips around. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that's Yoda, Yoda goes like, off. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's Yoda like flip- a blade blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, I have a very vivid memory of being in cinema watching Attack of the Clones. And when Yoda started flipping around, the entire cinema like exploding in laughter. <laughs> and I was a kid and I didn't really understand. I was like, wait, what's funny? Because I was like, I just, I guess I didn't make that connection that like him flipping around was supposed to be funny. Um, and to this day, you know, I actually still don't. I mean, it's goofy, yeah. but I don't think it's bad. Mm. Him flipping around. I think mm. everything else in that movie is bad. Yeah. You know, like that's the least of its problems is Yoda flipping around. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously primary problem is going to be like, it's, you know, as you say, cheesy, cringy dialogue that just for some, some way or another feels weird and doesn't land. I, yeah. I, I don't even know how it was made. It feels like it was like, made in the nineties, like yeah. the early nineties, but yeah. then very close. Yeah. 2002. Yeah, yeah. It's true. But like, 
it feels like it's like a decade younger than it should be and it has mm. all those 2002 special effects that oh, are yeah. like not so great what well, like the prequels they're like notoriously like hated on by almost everybody like mm-hmm. no one sort of likes them so how it's got fresh i don't even know I mean, look at those reviews and see what they say about it. Well, I think at the time it was probably wishful thinking. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people out there wanting were wanting Star Wars to come back in a mm-hmm. way that would capture them, and you know they were probably watching those films with the highest hopes possible. Yeah. And then you know when it was like that wasn't so good, mm-hmm. they couldn't justify saying it was great. Yeah. But they could probably justify saying it was bearable yeah which is probably the result of that score but yeah yeah to to answer yes it should be rotten yep um probably something like 35 percent yep i agree with you guys especially considering um which one is it rise of skywalker that's rotten yeah, what's do you know the percentage for that? I think it's fifty something. I can't quite remember oh, the right. top of my head. Yeah, yeah, even probably like your low fifties yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Phantom Menace is lower than this as well. And I don't think is that, that's fresh, right? Still, oh, I also can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's rotten. Mm. Yeah, uh, is oh. it? Yeah, mm. yeah. And this one's not rotten. And in my opinion, this is the worst Star Wars movie for me. Easily, like, and yeah. I mean, like you, you go to the fact that you know the original trilogy even mentioned the the Clone Wars. Yeah. So there's a lot of build up towards what we got that war yeah yeah mm. and it was just i got no words for it because i can barely remember myself but i only remember bad memories yeah it's like it's one of those movies that like you go oh why was it bad and you're like I, I can't explain why and and then you re-watch it again and you go oh it's because there's not a memorable scene in this movie at all and nothing happens and it's just really poor dialogue and character work i swear it's long as hell that movie my, at least my it, memories yeah. it's like so long like over that two hour 30 mark yeah i think it might be very close to that yeah definitely but yes attack of the clones should be rotten rotten tomatoes get it right you know next they up they got it wrong you mean i'm saying they should get it right oh yes yes, yes sorry <laughs> <laughs> next one we have jumanji and that's the first one with robin williams in it mm-hmm. that is rotten at 54 percent. that's an atrocity to me <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. The original. The original. Yeah. That's horrific. <laughs> I'm actually shocked that that's rotten. I, w- I was shocked too. And I was like, oh, Jumanji would be like a cool one to look at. Google it. Dig up that one. Yeah. yeah. Google it and saw so I was 54. I was like, all right, this is going on the list. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, that's wrong. Um, I think this is a classic, in my opinion. This is a classic, mm. a classic Definitely. kids film. And, you know all bias aside yes okay i watched this movie multiple times when i was a kid Mm. and loved it yeah but like it has all the ingredients in it Mm. as a classic adventure yeah for kids Mm. for you to enjoy and it has robin williams like iconic like charisma Mm. yeah to to elevate it yeah i don't i can't think of a logical reason why this would be rotten Mm. um especially nowadays you see the sort of kids films that are um being produced that are getting fresh like 90 percent fresh and you go yeah that was good yeah ish you know whereas with jumanji you know okay i can understand it mixed uh vfx kind of poor quality vfx with practical effects back at the time yeah but i remember as a kid seeing all the practical effects and being blown away by it because Mm. they sit in stark contrast to the really kind of shaky visual uh, cgi in mm-hmm. it yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's I, I can't. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know if I believe you at this point because <laughs> how? Like, it's just you know such a, a good natured, fun movie. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it, if you don't come out of being like, you can still have fun with it. Like, it's a hard movie to not have fun with. So to come out of that movie being bitter and negative about it, yeah, I just I don't. I struggle to comprehend how someone could have that at least, you know, below, you know, the 60% mark. Mm. Yeah. The only Mm. thing I can think of is that people would have a problem with the ending where it's like, um, you know, Sarah, that's her name, Sarah and the guy's name. It's like William or something. Oh, Robin Williams' character. Robin Williams' character. Yeah. Ellen? Sarah Whittle. I remember that name. (laughs) Yeah, I think Um, it's Ellen. Ellen, yeah, and Sarah. Like, they're they're older. Like, you know, they age up or they age up from when they were kids. Yeah. And then they go and meet the... Kids? Other kids when they're older. And they're like, oh, hey. You know, maybe maybe at that time you could be like, that's a silly ending. Yeah. You could maybe justify that in your head and be like, that was poorly executed, that ending. But you discount that, everything's... Everything's great. Fun. Fun. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, I agree with you guys. It's like t- the tools and it's also inspired movies as well. Like Zathura is based oh, on yes. a game <laughs> where Zathura. they go into a, <laughs> might not be as good, yeah. but I'm sure we'll probably end up having a higher Rotten Tomatoes score than this. Not in Rotten Tomatoes, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it has like the charm. It's got the comedy and well-paced action as well. Yeah. Like, this has a makings to be like at least 70 percent yeah like, i mean what's the bet that the the new ones are higher like, they probably are i'm pretty sure they oh they're are. way higher yeah. yeah you know I, honestly i would i would think that this would be like an 86 percent this classic because mm. to, in my view i see it like many of the other adventure films as a kid where you know you have you have these two kids going off on this you know, crazy fantastical adventure but then you have this like adult character kind of mm. like on the side there but he has a childish demeanor about him yeah and he's following them along and they're going into doing all sorts of shenanigans mm. so you know it just i don't understand why it's that low yeah you know like i would have th- thought this is up there with like many of the other childhood classics like the goonies and all that yeah i agree yeah next one is indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull mm. this one is fresh at 77 percent do we think that's justified uh yeah i think it's kind of justified i don't know if it's 77 percent yeah but i can see i can see why people aren't happy with it and i can see why people were perfectly happy with it Mm. i think they did very well with what they had which is an aged harrison ford um, and that puts into question what they're going to do now with the future. <laughs> I'm going to get one, an older one. <laughs> then even yeah. older Harrison Ford. To be honest, I'm I'm a little worried. Yeah. But I, I have trust in uh, James Mangold. James, no, James. Is he doing it? Is it James Mangold, right? Logan? Uh, I don't think it's him. Oh, I thought it was him. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I trust, if it is him, I have trust in him mm. um, to yeah. you know, produce something good. But, you know, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, people's... You are right, by the way. Oh, it is? James Mangold, yep. Yeah. Um, People's primary gripe with it is that, oh, aliens, that's dumb. Mm. And also, oh, he climbed in a refrigerator and a nuke went off and he survived. Again, this is like, 
those silly gripes that people had that about place. Man of Steel oh, buildings yeah. being blown away, where it's like they had something precious mm. and they're like, no, it shouldn't be this way. It should be this way. You know, and it's like Indiana Jones was always silly. It was mm. always like elevated, like adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they do a pretty good job with the character mm. and a pretty good job with the villain and the twist as well. I think the twist is kind of cool mm. but you know there's some very sort of bizarre sequences throughout that movie the anti scene sort of comes to mind i thought that was really weird mm. even in cinemas yeah um that comes to mind i think this should be about 70 percent. 70 yeah hmm, interesting um yeah i saw indiana jones kingdom of crystal skull when it first released in theaters never saw it since mm. i don't remember a single frame mm. i don't know what happens in this movie i've forgotten it completely so in that logic there i'm gonna go rotten um and you know um you know part of the reason why it's not really you know the fans aren't really fond of it is because of the the original the original ones um where you know it really connected the fans really connect to those movies there and then like you get this one and it's just not at that level. People are just naturally going to be like, nah, I hate this now. Like, mm. similar um, to Star Wars. Similar to Star Wars. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly trying to reach for memories here and I, I can't remember this movie much at all. Mm. Um, but I don't remember hating it or disliking it. I probably just came out entertained, enjoyed my time and carried on with my life from there Man. on out. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Mm. With me, I don't think it should be that high. I think it's it's like on that border of fresh and rotten, somewhat okay. of man, man of steel. So something between like fifty eight to sixty two percent is where mm. I feel this thing should be at. Um, the thing that lost me with this is probably that ending, that mm. twist ending. I know some people liked it, some people didn't. But yeah. uh, introducing aliens to like that sort of but they weren't aliens they were interdimensional entities <laughs> according to the movie <laughs> that's just a complex way of saying it aliens yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that sort of just lost me there mm-hmm. i was really excited to see like some sort of like i don't know ancient sort of tribal everyone thought it was gonna be like aztecs yeah. or something and that's what it was building towards but then it yeah. like sort of shows in the end it's like no no it's not <laughs> but in a sense that's a homage to the original where you know you're you're constantly put in question as to whether the arc is real you yeah. know and mm. all of that stuff is real and and jo- indiana jones is skeptic right from the beginning to the almost to the end until they open the arc and you know all hell breaks loose yeah. and so in a sense it was i guess i suppose it was a homage to that where it's like you're asked to sort of wonder what the mystery is and you thinking oh it's a tribal mystical thing uh it's like sort of supernatural and then it goes no it's not it's this i thought that was kind of interesting an interesting choice because it's just something that audiences didn't expect i'm not saying it was greatly executed it was probably not so well executed Mm. but i did think it was a like kind of interesting Uh yeah interesting so we're pretty much mixed on this, guys. We're saying fresh, mid, yeah, mid fresh to rotten and rotten. So yeah. rotten tomatoes, you survive. <laughs> <laughs> so 
some vitamins. <laughs> the next one we have The Shining. This one is fresh at 85%. Now, this one's quite a classic in terms of horror films. So, do we think it's justified this 85%? Should be higher, should be lower. I, that kind of surprises me because, from what I understand at the time, it was panned um, by critics. Uh, they hated it. They didn't mm. understand it. Well, I mean, a lot of the movies that are like really old and Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. they're. You know, anyone can put a review, or not anyone, but like Rotten Tomatoes approved critics can put a thing now. Yeah. 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 So so you're probably getting a bunch of modern critics in like the last like five, 10 years putting the positive views because now it's viewed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I completely understand that angle that, you know, it's it's modern people sort of rating it. It's Mm. just interesting to me that because at the time I know that it was like, I think I know. (laughs) <laughs> that it was poorly received. I, I have yeah. heard that it was not poorly, but like yeah. sort of mixed. Yeah, very, yeah. yeah, very mixed. Let's yeah. let's say it at best. And um, you know, now now it is definitely a classic. And there's no question about it. Yeah. And I think that it probably actually deserves a higher score because it was a film that paved the way for so many new things in mm. film that we hadn't seen before this is classic stanley kubrick you know he he was always carving his way through i think it was potentially the first movie to ever use um a dolly huh? through the hallways is it going through the hallways um following um the child on on his little bike a what uh, sorry um so like a, a handheld like oh right yeah yeah um and they there was like the first big movie that ever used one of those rigs mm. to follow someone through a hallway or or a scene like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, handheld had been done before, but mm. like using that specific technology. Yeah. And like, there's just obviously a whole host of different things that movie does, not only with story, mm. but with, um, you know, uh, you know, cinema that yeah. it does that was huge at the time. Yeah. Um, especially going for a very like big studio level horror. Mm. You know, that, that was, that was cool. Um, yeah. so I think it should probably deserve, deserves, low 90s to mid 90s mm, because right. if you if you look at many of the classics throughout history you see that they sort of hover around that yeah so i would think that it at least deserves to be mm. around there yeah no that's just you know classic kubrick you know mm. um you know when he in his filmmaking style he's really innovative and always trying new things and pushing the boundaries and stuff like that you know that's why he's hailed as like the greatest director of all time mm-hmm. um but I, I think this is a good score for it. Um, you know, something like The Shining, it's not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be for every critic either. You know, it is it is slowly drawn out movie. There are things in it where it's just like, it's hard to really, you know, grasp onto. Um, but, you know, I myself, I, I would put it around that sort of mark. I think that's perfectly fine for it. Um, in, in terms of like the, the inf- influential side of it, how how are you meant to know that when you're watching it? So why should that come into critics' reviews? If you're watching it at that time period, you're not going to know if it's influential or not until you start seeing other movies pick up certain things. So well, I, don't, sure. I don't think that should affect it. I guess now since they put in, you know, since they have the reviews on modern critics putting reviews on older films, yeah. now I get it. Um, but, you know, at the time, I don't think, you know, someone can claim what's so influential if it just came out you know so sure i mean though i mean i would think you 
if you were a critic at the time, you would be able to see a film as doing something new. Like, I feel like when we watched, you know, I think a classic example is us watching 1917, where mm. we see certain shots in that movie and it's like, I've never seen that been done before. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't mean the movie is like, you know, objectively better than another movie because mm. it does something new for once that you hadn't seen before. But it does make you appreciate what it is doing more. Mm. It's ambition, it's audacity, those sorts of things. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I can understand how that could affect someone's view. You know, they're, they're seeing a, this weird horror movie by Stanley Kubrick and they're seeing these shots they've never seen before and they're going, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't disagree with that aspect at all. Mm. Um, but if a movie's influential, it doesn't make it better. Sure. So yeah, sure. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't have an effect on the review of the film itself, but it's important to note down on the film's legacy. Yeah. You can't yeah, know if yeah. it's going to be influential. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But, oh. Me, I... I think I agree with it. I think it should be high. I mean, I'm not the biggest horror fan out there. And mm. I was completely engaged from the start yeah. to the finish mm. of this. And this could mainly be because of Jack Nicholson's performance as well. That mm. really hooked me as well. Yeah. Um, I think it should be 90%. Just bang on 90, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mm. a great film. And now compared, like, it's off, like quite often referenced in that here's Johnny scene and stuff like that. Like, every yeah, film's yeah. doing that. And that's probably where all the modern critics' reviews are starting to come from is because they're seeing those references and then going back to the original source watch and they're like, oh, shit, okay. It's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. And submitted it. And so, yeah, I think it should be higher, personally. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes, you got this one right. <laughs> Last one is a classic. It is E.T., it is fresh, and it is 99%. 99? 99%. Actually? Actually. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um... I'm not mad at that at all. Mm. Uh, it can be 99 if it wants to be. Um, oh, man, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to judge these kind of questions because, <laughs> like, you know, you're talking about a percentage of critics. And if you're a critic and you watch E.T., you should like it. So by that logic, it should be 100%. Uh, it's, it's really depending on the average rating of a film and where I can really judge where it is. But 99, you can't complain. It's just yeah. it, it's a classic uh, you know, Jumanji should have received the same love <laughs> and treatment as this. It should but... be ninety nine percent. But no, yeah, like you just can't go into ET and come out hating it. Like it's just you just can't. It's just so you know wholesome and it's feel good. Yeah, mm. it, it, it was fresh for its time, and yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just Spielberg magic, you know. Yeah, it's like a perfect yeah. chemical mixture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, I agree because I mean, I well. Yeah, I mean, I agree in the sense that it's, like, one of the most perfect childhood films. Like, mm. the one of the most perfectly executed childhood films yeah. out there. But at the same time, I have this tiny little bitterness inside me because I know that E.T. released the same year as The Thing. And yeah. The Thing got panned and it bombed. <laughs> and, it, and it got ignored. Yeah. Um, and it disappeared. And then it resurfaced because you love the thing eh? i love the thing yeah. yeah um and it's like narratively uh, a really um interesting film and mm. a concept that you hadn't really seen before yeah um so it the, the reason for that was because et had released 
mm. and people were flocking to the cinemas to see that yeah and ignoring ignoring the other one which was a scary thing about aliens people were like no i don't want to see scary thing. aliens i want to see a wholesome alien yeah you know and so the thing disappeared I, it's nothing against ET. Yeah. You know, I, I understand why it's so loved and I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, that being said, you know, I, I have to accept that some of its love is because of it was a product of its time mm. and there is a universal love surrounding it. Yeah. So when you look at it, like, I don't think you can look at it objectively because mm. there's already so many people in the past saying it's amazing. Yeah, you can't yeah. really look at films objectively yeah, to begin with. So. Well, especially E.T. because yeah. it's so universally loved. Yeah. And so you it's almost tough. you almost go in with a preset opinion mm. about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's, I don't know if I would say 99%, mm. but I would say it's in the 90% plus range. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. I agree. I definitely think it should be high 90s, 95 and above. Mm-hmm. Like it's like as you said, James. It's wholesome. It it makes you feel good and happy after it. Yeah, maybe yeah. a little tear here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like I was actually quite surprised when I saw it was ninety nine percent because I didn't think it would be that high. But yeah, yeah, it blew me away when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah, that's really high. Yeah. Mm. So Rotten Tomatoes nailed that one for sure. All right, mm-hmm. and to finish it off, we're not going to really be looking at a past film. We'll be going into the future of 2022. Oh. So, mm. lads, Surprise. what film that is releasing this year do you think will be brought in? Let's say 50% and under. What's one film I think will be under 50%? Yes, I think I know your answer already, but which one? You think I'm going to say Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. No. Oh. Because <laughs> I think people will suck up to the Harry Potter magic and be like, oh, it's bearable kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're going to get those really... uh. I don't want to say it. No, uh, just sort of people that are just like, I was entertained, so it's a, it's a fine movie. And it doesn't really make or break a movie like that. But one that I think will be rotten. Do you have, do you have an answer? Uh, I mean, I have an easy response, and that's Morbius. <laughs> because yeah, i mean I, see I think that's just yeah. like but but i mean that that feels to me like a cop-out answer because it's like so obvious yeah <laughs> i mean so I, I'll probably, I may eat my words i don't know but yeah um you know from what i've seen it's like oh the 2eg um doesn't have that right tone and uh, i don't know so many delays as well like it's up there with the new mutants and how many yeah. times it's been delayed my, I had, I just thought of one. And I was like, oh, that Transformers dinosaur one. What is it? Rise of the whatever. Is that Rise coming out beast. this year or next nah, year? I got delayed. I thought of the same as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rise of the Beast. Was yeah. Rise of the Beast. Yeah. With yeah. <laughs> a movie like title like that, then you, you just know it's going to yeah, be bad. Yeah, you know it's going to be bad. Um. Oh, okay. Well, let me try it and just see one here that I think will be. A Minions: The Rise of Gru. You reckon? Yeah any adult critic seeing that movie <laughs> should give it a negative one. I'm pretty sure the first one was as well. Uh, you got stuff like Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, Super Mario Bros. Um, Bros. Uh, Wait, is that coming out this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming oh, at the end shit. of it. But yeah. it's in the Chris Pratt one. The Chris Pratt one, yeah. So I don't think that one would get much, much love. Mm. Um, but yeah, those are my ones. And ones? we'll see what Fantastic Beast gives us there. Yeah. See, my answer was Fantastic Beast. Yeah. I, I don't mm. think anyone at all is interested in this franchise. 
anymore. No, no one is. And those trailers are just pretty much showing us the whole movie at this point. Yeah. Really, if you think about it. I mean, just the marketing. Warner Brothers yeah. doesn't even like this franchise. Yeah. And it comes the, out soon, doesn't yeah. it? Like, I mean, look at every poster and, uh, you know, trailer title card. The Fantastic Beasts name, just the words Fantastic Beasts are so small. They're tiny. Mm-hmm. And it's like hidden by like, oh, it's not hidden, but it's like by like a wand. And then it's the Secrets of Dumbledore in large, big writing. And then like, yeah, because I remember seeing the poster... You know, to my partner, and then they were like, "Oh, what's this movie? This is like, so cool!" And I was like, "Oh, it's Fantastic Beast 3. And she's like, "Ah," oh. so I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah. It's clever marketing." But yeah, yeah, you can tell the studio doesn't have faith in it. So yeah, mm. well, well, should we? I guess we'll find out soon. That comes out relatively soon. Yeah, we we got our invite today. Yeah, and it just happened to be the night before I leave. Ooh. It's your going away present, bro. Huh? <laughs> I might skip it. <laughs> you guys can go. Take the fall for me. Please. Uh, with that meme where just like there's that army guy like on his knees like with his hand back and like it's oh, all you those. Oh, you know the arrows? Yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah, like yeah. a little kid in front of him. That, that's us to James right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Cool as guys. That will do us today on the Movie Games Roundtable. Hope you all enjoy the show wherever you may be listening from. If any of these Rotten tomato Tomatoes topics gained your interest or if you agree or disagree or if you think it should be fresh or rotten head over to movie gains on instagram and check us a message or find us on facebook or moviegains.com you can find our podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you may get your podcast from thanks everyone for tuning in today we'll catch you on next episode with movie gains see you later see ya bye